And now, Fastened Like Nails with Dr. Mark Hamby. So the question was, is COVID-19 judgment on a disobedient world? And I was thinking of like a parent, let's say your kid did something, actually, the kid may have just been lying consistently, but there wasn't a particular instance where all of a sudden, out of nowhere, you're just like punishing them. And you're, they're, they have to, I don't know, have time out or whatever. They're, they can't leave their room for like a week, but you don't tell them why or soap what they did. Okay, yeah. <laughs> you scrub their mouth out with soap. And the kid has no idea why or what he's done. Like, is that... So, so if it were God's judgment... Wouldn't you think that we would know that it was God's judgment instead of just like, oh, this may or may not be, I don't know, just moving on? That's a great, that's a great question. Here's my answer. Okay. Yes. <laughs> um, we would know. We would know. And I think yeah. for those, those who are walking with the Lord mm-hmm. and really, really have an intimate relationship with him, you know, it's said in, I forget what book it's in. Says that these people had they knew the signs they understood the signs of the times, mm-hmm. um, just like when Jesus was being born, you know, the first time on earth. Mm-hmm. There, there were some people that knew the signs of the times. They knew this mm-hmm. was God's deliverance for Israel, just as they knew it was God's deliverance. He had also told them that there's going to be a judgment. And what happened? Uh-huh. Two years later, all of the babies, two years and younger, were mm-hmm. were killed. Mm-hmm. God had talked about that judgment. Okay. Uh-huh. There was also going to be a 70-year judgment when Jerusalem was destroyed. Mm-hmm. So that was another judgment that they knew that was coming. Right. So, okay, in you reverse time, you're back in the Bible times, you've got a prophet, and they're like, you're going to have judgment, boom, judgment. So very clear, this is God's judgment upon you, and then it happens. So now you've got us here, we've got the word and stuff, and, you know, you've, you've got a question like this that, you're right, like, it's from, we've, we've established, it's from the hand of God, but... Let's take it one step further, and you've got someone in your life or an instance or, or something that's happening, reoccurring, that's not good. It's, it's something that it's, 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 it's not fun. And so when do you discern if that is something that God's bringing to you to bring certain sin to light or if it's just something that is causing you to grow in him? Okay. I, I really think that that's excellent. Excellent question. You, you get sick, right? Yeah. I've got to ask myself, is this God disciplining me? Mm-hmm. Or is this just a natural? I've been, I had COVID twice last year. Yeah. Um, was God disciplining me? Or was this just part of the, you know, the fallout of Satan's plan? You know, mm-hmm. is, this, is this caused by Satan? Satan's the only one that causes, you know, he's the one that, bring, he brings evil. Okay, God doesn't bring evil. God allows evil. Only to He's bring the instigator. Yes, but we need to ask ourselves the question: When sickness comes, you know the Bible. What does the Bible say? It says that when you're sick, call on the elders. Mm-hmm. Then they might do what? They might, you know, put oil on you and pray over you that if you've committed any sins, your sins might be forgiven. Mm-hmm. So you've got to at least, you know, explore the possibility that the sickness is because of sin. Has there been any sin? And then once you once you judge yourself, once you have you know, come clean, so to say, um, you know, you've got to be able to at least reflect on that. How many people actually reflect on that? Mm-hmm. And I, I think that's an important exercise that when I'm sick, 
Is there, am I out of balance somewhere? Am I out of balance in my relationships? Has God brought this as a wake-up call in my life? And then once I've explored all of those avenues and checked my life out, talked to my mentors, the elders, you know, and said, hey, look, at um, this chronic thing is just continuing. Is there's, am, I, am I out of balance somewhere in my life? If I, am my relationships not right at home? Are my relationships not right at work? Am I having, you know, am I in, you know, some people need to ask them, am I involved in pornography? Is it affecting my body? You know, so I think that's a healthy thing is to, when sickness comes, to explore whether or not we have committed sin. James is very clear mm-hmm. on how we need to explore that. Calamity, I think the same thing. We need to explore the possibility. God, is this because of me in some way? Have I done something to offend you? And then we need to check it out and say, like Job, Job didn't do anything, right? Mm-hmm. Job was innocent of all of his, all the accusations. And what did God do in the end? He restored all of his fortune sevenfold. You know? So I, th- I think those are healthy things for us to do to, to examine ourselves, to see. Th- there's a passage in Deuteronomy that God, I think, is the foolproof. You know, it says this. It says, um, verse 17 of chapter 8 of Deuteronomy, it says um, that God has humbled. He, he gave us these things. He he fed us in the wilderness with manna, which your fathers did not know, that he might humble you and that he might test you to do you good in the latter end. Now, why did he testing them? What's the reason for the test? What's the reason for the test? Mm. You don't know? Why would God test them by giving them manna in the wilderness? I don't know. Well, he told them, like, listen, go out there and pick only what you need. And tomorrow I'll give you more. And then mm-hmm. some people would go and pick more than they needed, and it would get devoured by worms. And God was testing them to see if he would, they would trust him. And, and he says this, um, And you will say in your heart, My power and my might of my hand has gotten me this wealth. But you shall remember the Lord your God, for it is he that gives you power to get wealth, that he may establish his covenant, which he swore unto your fathers unto this day. And it shall be, if, if you forget all these things that God has done for you and walk after other gods and serve them and worship them, I testify against you this day that you shall surely perish. And the nations that the Lord destroyed before your eyes, um, you shall perish from them because you would not be obedient to the Lord your God. Now watch this. This is, this is the key to this whole thing. Um, the United States has been blessed more than any other country that's ever existed. Wow. More than Israel. <laughs> well, Israel was blessed. Um, they ruled the world at one time, uh-huh. but their their blessing was short. Mm. It was only during, you know, the end of David's reign and then Solomon's reign, and then after Solomon, you know, Rehoboam and Jeroboam, they there was a split, and from there down, it was a downward spiral. Mm-hmm. And so, so we've got to consider why has God blessed the United States so much? He's given us so much. Mm. Um, extreme blessing for these 200 years. And now all of a sudden, things are changing quickly. Um, Before our very eyes, within two years, we've gone from a country that was seen in the world as, you know, people wanted to be here and people still want to be here, but we're now looked at as a country that, you know, people are mocking, Mm -hmm. you know, that we've lost our sense of um, integrity and justice. Mm -hmm. Our laws are no longer seen as effective. And in Deuteronomy 8, it says, you shall remember all the way which the Lord your God has led thee these 40 years in the wilderness to humble you and to test you to know what was in your heart, whether you would keep his commandments or not. And he humbled you and suffered you to hunger and fed you with manna, 
which you knew not, neither did your fathers know, that he might know that you might that he might make you know that man does not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeds out of the mouth of God. That's what God's doing right now. Helping people to understand that they can't trust in themselves. They need to trust in God. Mm-hmm. God's bring God's gonna bring people back. So what's what's the one main symptom? Not just here in the United States, but what's the one main symptom that is pervading the entire world right now. This has never happened in history before. What's the one main symptom that you can see if you were to go to Italy, Spain, Israel, um, South America, if you were to go to New York City, if you were to go just locally here to our local grocery store, Mm -hmm. what's the one main symptom you'll see on people's faces? Uh, Well, is it fear? Absolutely. Mm. Absolutely. Fear. And what is the symptom of fear? What does that tell you? Uh, people aren't trusting in something that yeah. they yeah. There's nothing can that, bank on. Right. There's nothing bigger in their lives that yeah. they can. There's 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 not. <clears throat> they they've lost all of the eight thousand seven hundred sixty-seven promises of God mm. that He will never leave you nor forsake you. That He'll He'll heal all your diseases. Mm-hmm. You know here here we've been having two years. We've been here during this whole thing, and mm-hmm. we've lived a normal life. Mm-hmm. We've enjoyed it. You know, when we get, go out into the public, we're like, whoa, this is crazy out there. <laughs> you know, it's like a different world out there. Uh-huh. Um, but here in Deuteronomy, God says this, your, your clothing did not wax old upon you, neither did your foot swell these 40 years. Um, you shall also consider in your heart that as a man chastens his son, and this is the key, that as a man chastens his son, so the Lord will chasten you. Mm-hmm. So I don't think that we can necessarily have to see this as God's judgment, but we surely should see it as God's chasing his hand to turn us back to him, mm-hmm. like Paul would say, you know, so that we'll not trust in ourselves but in God. Mm-hmm. For the Lord your God brings you into a good land of brooks, of water, of fountains and depths that spring out of the valleys and hills, a land of wheat and barley, of vines and fig trees and pomegranates and olive oil and honey, a land that you'll eat bread without scarceness, um, that you'll not lack anything in it, whose stones are iron and out of whose hills you may dig brass. But when you have been, when you have eaten and are full, then you shall bless the Lord your God for the good that he has given you. But beware that if you forget him, the Lord God, in keeping his commandments and his judgments, that I command you this day, lest you have eaten and are full and you build good, and you build goodly houses and dwell in, and your herds and your flocks multiply and your gold is multiply, everything that is good multiplies, and then your heart be lifted up and you forget that the Lord your God, which brought you forth out of this land of bondage, who led you these great and, out of the great and terrible wilderness, who fed you, who humbled you, that he might make you know um, that he will do you good in the latter end. And you say, nope, my power and my might has gotten me all this wealth, but you shall remember the Lord your God. Now, if, if you serve other gods, he says, and you forget God, then this is what will happen. Deuteronomy 28 gives a very thorough description of what happens when we turn our back on God and we think that we can do this on our own. And I think that's what's happening in the United States today. Mm -hmm. Can you read it? 
Yeah, it says,、uh, and it shall come to pass if you will hearken diligently unto the voice of the Lord your God, to observe and to do all his commandments which I command thee this day, that the Lord thy God will set thee on high above all nations of the earth, and all these blessings shall come on thee and overtake thee, if thou shalt hearken unto the voice of the Lord thy God. Blessed shalt thou be in the city, and blessed shalt thou be in the field. Blessed shall be the fruit of thy body, and the fruit of thy ground, and the fruit of thy cattle. The increase of thy kind and the flocks of thy sheep. Blessed shall be their basket, your basket, and your store. Blessed shalt thou be when thou come in, and blessed shall be thou when thou goest out. The Lord shall cause thine enemies that rise up against thee to be smitten before thy face. They shall come out against thee one way, and flee before thee seven ways. The Lord shall command the blessing upon thee in the storehouses, and in all that thou settest thine hand unto, and he shall bless thee in the land which the Lord thy God giveth to thee. Uh, the Lord shall establish thee a holy people unto himself, as he hath sworn unto thee, if you will keep the commandments of the Lord your God and walk in his ways. And all the people of the earth shall see that you are called by the name of the Lord, and they shall be afraid of you. And the Lord shall make thee plenteous in goods, and in the fruit of thy body, and in the fruit of thy cattle, and in the fruit of thy ground, and the land which the Lord swore unto the fathers to give thee. The Lord shall open unto thee his good treasure, the heaven, to give the rain unto thy land in his season, and to bless all the work of your hand. Well, isn't that the way the United States has been blessed all these years?、Mm-hmm. It really, it really is a great description—not just of what happened with Israel, but、mm-hmm. with us. I mean, besides our debt problem. Debt. Debt. Well, now. Yeah. But, but not before.、Mm-hmm. <clears throat> the Lord shall open unto thee his good treasure, the heaven, to give the rain unto thy land in his season, and to bless all the work of your hand. And you will lend unto many nations, and thou shalt not borrow. And the Lord shall make thee the head and not the tail, and thou shalt be above only, and thou shalt not be beneath. If you hearken unto the commandments of the Lord your God, which I command thee this day, to observe and to do them. You know, you just mentioned the debt.、Mm-hmm. Now we're now we're borrowing from other nations. Yeah, it's interesting, isn't it? Yeah. And you shall not go aside from any of the words which I command you this day, to the right hand or to the left, to go after other gods to serve them. But it shall come to pass if you will not hearken unto the voice of the Lord thy God, to observe to observe to do all His commandments and His statutes, which I command thee this day, that all these curses shall come upon you and overtake you. Cursed shall thou be in the city, and cursed shall you be in the field. Cursed shall be thy basket and thy store. Cursed shall be the fruit of thy body and the fruit of thy land and the increase of thy kind and the flocks of thy sheep. Cursed shall thou be when thou comest in, and cursed shall thou be when thou goest out. The Lord shall send upon thee cursing and vexation, rebuke, and all that thou settest your hand to do, until you be destroyed and until you pow- perish quickly, because of the wickedness of thy doings, whereby you have forsaken me. The Lord shall make the pestilence cleave unto you until he has consumed thee from off the land whither thou goest to possess it. The Lord shall smite thee with a consumption and with a fever and with an inflammation and with an extreme burning, and with the sword and with blasting and with mildew, and they shall pursue thee until you perish. And thy heaven that is over thy head shall be brass, and the earth that is under, they shall be iron. I think that that says it all. It's、uh, terrifying. It is terrifying, and it's not necessarily you can't equate. Covid nineteen as judgment, but we have to also be somewhat, you know, sensitive to what God's trying to say to us. What He said to Israel, I think, does apply to us today. That's what I was going to ask, because it was said to Israel. But is this also for just His people? 
all scripture is given by the inspiration of God is profitable for doctrine, reproof, correction, instruction, and righteousness that the man of God may be perfect, thoroughly furnished unto all good works. And so I think that, you know, what was said to Israel does apply to us mm-hmm. today. And I think that, you know, we can't say, yes, this is God's judgment, but we certainly can learn and just look at what's happening in our country. We have, we have been a country that has allowed immorality to run rampant. Our laws have no, are no, have no longer the value that they used to have. Um, good is becoming evil. Evil is becoming good. Mm-hmm. We, have dis- we have allowed the distortion of, of what is good and holy, and there is no recognition, even in government anymore, no one is recognizing that these problems are not something that man can solve. These problems have to be repented of. We have to come before God and say, we have turned our back on God. Mm. You know, mm. it, it would be something if, if we could have one more revival. If someone, what would happen, Molly, if someone in, uh, in the political realm got mm-hmm. up and they just talked about what was happening in the Bible here with Israel and with other nations and, and how they saw God's blessing upon nations that turned to God. Mm-hmm. Do you think that the majority of people would turn to God? Oh, that's hard to know. I'd like to think yes, but, I mean, knowing how the media is, probably it would get distorted and shut down pretty quick. Mm-hmm. I don't know. You just don't give traction like that to people. Mm-hmm. I think you would give traction to people that were genuine mm-hmm. and had an understanding of God and truth. You see, people who have an understanding of God and truth and wisdom— <clears throat> and redemption and what really works. Mm -hmm. If you can speak eloquently, I was listening to a um, show the other day and this guy was speaking about conservative values, but he was so hyper Mm -hmm. in the way that he was expressing it that no one's going to be attracted to that. Yeah. You know, so I think if people, if people really started to walk with God and really learn his ways and speak eloquently about truth, Mm I think people will be attracted to that. I think, so a couple different things kind of flood into my head because it's hard to know for certain what what it would look like. But we have a book, Amusing Ourselves to Death, and it references a couple different books in that one of them was A Brave New World by Huxley. And what was interesting was that similar to culture today, they were just getting a lot of different images and information and content. And what happened was it kind of caused this mentality among people where they just shut their brains off. And they're like, well, I don't want to listen to another fanatic. I don't want to listen to another whatever. And so instead of like some people are like, oh, well, you just we're going to start burning books and then there won't be any knowledge and stuff. And that's like the opposite of where we're actually headed, which is you give so much content, so much knowledge that people just don't care anymore. So I feel like oftentimes when you present someone with the truth or something that's genuine, um, it's hard to accept that because the we've made the fake look so good. Mm. Like um, I was at the ocean in Maine on vacation. And I looked out and it was really beautiful. It was calm and kind of ethereal. And my mom looked out. She was like, whoa, she's like, that's so beautiful. I could like, it's almost like from a movie. <laughs> and we like stopped for a moment. And we looked at her we're like, what? And, but that was like the comparison, like, oh, real life is almost as good as a movie. I thought that was interesting because a lot of times hmm. we've made the fake look so good that instead of comparing things to, um, to just like God's creation or, or just the truth, we don't, we, we don't care as much about that anymore. When Jesus was on the earth, 
I mean, thousands upon thousands flocked to him mm-hmm. because he was the truth. I think the truth is extremely attractive. Mm-hmm. You know, um, Peter and all of them in, in Acts, I mean, thousands were being added unto the church daily. Mm-hmm. That's not happening anymore because I think people are, are no longer a- able to articulate truth wisely and well. Mm-hmm. Um, I, in, in Psalm, I think it's 140, Psalm 146 or 4645 says, um, my tongue is the pen of a, of a ready writer. Mm. Um, Ezra was a ready scribe. That word ready is, you know, highly skillful. Mm-hmm. What are you going to say? Well, I was just thinking about when Jesus went to one of the disciples and simply said, follow me. He didn't need to say anything eloquent or nice. So I think just what it boils down to is the hearts of people. Are they ready to receive truth or are they not? Hmm. How do you how do you um, whet their appetite? <laughs> uh, I don't know. It's it's ultimately God, but I think just being walking with God and being true to what He's called you to do, and not caring about what people think, and when they see that, it's the spark of something that's God. If they can see God in you, that's mm-hmm. that's got to affect people. Mm-hmm. Like His word does not return void, and if we're living that out in a practical. And in practical sense. Like, Living it well. I, yeah, yeah, for sure. Just being radically in love with Jesus, people, I think that mm-hmm. shines through. Um, a Hebrew professor said that wisdom is negotiating life skillfully. Yeah. Um, that, that phrase in uh, Ecclesiastes 3, you know, where God exercises or humbles us with the travail of life. Mm. He, at the very next verse, verse 11 says, he's made everything beautiful in his time. Mm. You know, and so that's one thing we have to hold on to mm. is that even in these last days, mm-hmm. when even when the, we're in the midst of a pandemic, mm-hmm. we must hold on to the goodness of God, that God does desire to bless us. Mm. Um, God does desire to make everything beautiful in its time. Mm. Um, it's not just how we live. It's how we end. You know, mm-hmm. the ending of our life is more important than the beginning of our lives. You know, even when we're even when we're sick, you know, this has been a real, you know, um, con- conviction for me. Not not so much conviction as a, mm-hmm. um, I'm convicted about it. You know, because I when I'm sick, I tend to want to make everyone know that I'm sick. Mm-hmm. You know, but um, you know, Fenelon said the great physician who sees in you what you cannot see knows exactly where to place the knife. Mm. He cuts swift and deep into your innermost being, exposing you for who you really are. But pain is only felt where there's life, and where there's life is just a place where death is needed most. Except a corn of wheat fall into the ground and die, it abides alone. But if it dies, mm-hmm. it will bring forth much fruit. And Fenelon went on to say that um, it's it's not until we learn to die quietly oh, and peacefully, letting God bring resurrection in our lives gloriously. That's really hard to do. It is. It is. So I think, you know, this question is a great question. COVID-19, a judgment upon the disobedient world. Um, I'm going to say not so much a judgment, but a time for God to give people a wake-up call to help them to see that they're fearing man and this particular disease Mm-hmm. more than fearing God. The fear of the Lord is the beginning of knowledge that will lead to wisdom. Mm-hmm. And uh, perfect love casts out fear. Maybe mm-hmm. that help people to see that they're focusing so much on the fear 
that they have left out what's most important, the very love of God. Well, Molly, thanks for um, joining me with us today. And uh, thank you for our our engineer, Connor Savoka. Mm-hmm. Thank you, Connor. Did a great job. And God bless. Hopefully, God's words of delight, truth, and wisdom will be fastened like nails in your life today. You've been listening to Fastened Like Nails, a presentation of Lamplighter Ministries. Our mission is to make ready a people prepared for the Lord by building Christ-like character one story at a time. To learn more about our family collection of rare books, dramatic audios, or guild programs, visit lamplighter.net. To hear more podcasts, search for Fastened Like Nails wherever you listen to podcasts. If you have a question you would like to submit for the Lamplighter team, visit fastenedlikenails.net and fill out the form. That's fastenedlikenails.net. What if you could learn from the creative minds and talents behind Lamplighter Theater? I've never seen anything like it. This summer, Lamplighter presents The Lamplighter Guild. A week of mentoring and apprenticeship in the dramatic arts. Learn script writing, music composition, sound design, directing, and voice acting from world-class professionals. Registration for the Lamplighter Guild is limited, so sign up today at lamplighter.net. Lamplighter.net.